The University of Georgia Griffin campus invites you to join us for news and information about the many and varied programs and activities at the UGA Griffin campus. Information about gardening, the agriculture programs, and your UGA degree at the University of Georgia Griffin campus. Your UGA degree is closer than you think. This program is made possible by Frank and Carolyn Harris of Round Oak Resources Tree Farm and Murray and Company Realtors. Listen each Thursday at 9 o'clock a.m. for the UGA Griffin Campus News. This program is produced by WKU AM 1450 and 102.3 FM and The Rock 88.9 FM and streamed live on our website, wkuradio.com. Join us now with our guests from the UGA Griffin Campus. And good morning and welcome to this morning's proceedings. I'm Tony Braske, the host of this week's installment of the University of Georgia Griffin Campus News. And it is graduation time on the Griffin Campus. And joining us in our adjacent studio today is Crystal McDowell, as well as students Jennifer Lunsford and Derricka Pruitt. Ladies, thank you for joining us on this week's program. Absolutely. Good morning. Thank you so much for having us, Tony. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Yeah, just everybody just chime <laughs> on in here because... Uh, We've got a, a big program in store as we have graduation right on store. Crystal, remind our listeners a little bit about yourself and what your role is on the University of Georgia Griffin campus. And we should say it is now Dr. Crystal McDowell. <laughs> Go dogs! Go well, dogs. I, I tell you, you know, thank you. Uh, Tony, it's always a pleasure to be here. And we are uh, riled up and ready for our graduation celebrations and brick ceremony coming um, next week. Um, next Thursday, May the 13th. But a little bit about myself. I hail from the big city of Thomaston, Georgia. <laughs> I tell you, I was born and raised uh, truly a Georgia peach and um, went to high school at Upson Lee High School, UL. And after that, I transitioned to North Carolina for a time at Winston-Salem, excuse me, in Winston-Salem, North Carolina at Wake Forest University. I think you have a niece, a family member. I do. Who is a deke. So uh, great school. I did undergrad and graduate school there, and then I came back home, believe it or not, to teach, right? Some of the best days of my life. And then I transitioned uh, into a higher ed, and I've been in higher ed, um, well, been an educator for almost 20 years. So um, I'm very thankful I came to the University of Griffin campus at uh, 2014, so I'm celebrating almost seven, would that be seven years uh, this November? <laughs> and um, it's been a great journey. I've learned a lot. I've grown a lot, and, I'm, and, I'm, and um, I've always uh, enjoyed my time and, and working with uh, students such as the wonderful students that we have with us today well just to exhibit what a small world in which we live were you did you happen to be born at the epson regional medical center <laughs> i was <laughs> in the in the blessed uh year of 1978 and i'm proud of that well uh, that was a little bit before my wife works there in the neonatology department oh. i was just curious as to whether or not she might have taken care of you but she didn't start there until 1991 oh yeah i was a little bit before that uh, <laughs> thank you though i appreciate it even though you know i'm 29 and hold it. <laughs> well, yeah, I get that. Uh, but we're, we're also joined today in our studios by Jennifer Lunsford and Derricka Pruitt, both students. Jennifer, since you're alphabetically first among the students, <laughs> tell us a little bit about yourself, what your major is, and what you will be having your diploma conferred in on May 13th. So I am a non-traditional student at the UGA Griffin campus. I came, oh, I think my journey's been 11 years, to be honest with you, Tony, part-time classes at Georgia State and was fortunate to transfer in the fall of 2019 to here 
and go full-time to finish it up. But I am an IDS psychology student, which means I have interdisciplinary studies. So I've done some psychology studies with a little bit of sociology studies on the backside to um, make a well-rounded degree. So, but my major is in the psychology department, and when I'm done, I actually have a um, home-based small business, so I'm a self-entrepreneur. I'm a certified health coach, and my psychology degree comes in handy for that, so I'm going to continue doing that when I'm done. Well, what directed you from a, a giant campus, the largest in all the state in terms of student population, Georgia State, to one of the smallest at the University of Georgia Griffin? Oh, it was a no-brainer. I have been a Bulldog since I was seven years old. There's a long story there to make it real short, though. I've just been a Bulldog fan my whole life, and when I went to Sanford Stadium for my very first football game um, when I was 15 years old with my now husband, we were on a date, and I was sold. I knew I needed to be a graduate one day, and unfortunately at 18, that didn't work for me. So fortunately, later down in life, I... Um, had the opportunity to do some online classes. So I actually never went to Georgia State, never stepped foot on campus downtown. So everything was online, and this was a no-brainer to come here. I live in Fayetteville, so I didn't want to go to Athens and do that two-hour commute. So then fortunately, with Dr. McDowell and um, Melissa Todd, the transition was so easy, and it's just worked beautifully. Well, now we'll turn our attention to Derricka Pruitt. She's got a big honor coming up on May 13th, and we'll get to that in a minute. But Derricka, share your story with our listeners, please. Um, well, I graduated high school at 16, and when I first started college, my mom was like, please go somewhere small. Don't try to go nowhere big. Well, no, wait a minute. Before we go any further, what grade did you skip? Because 16 <laughs> is, is abnormally young to graduate high school. Uh, I skipped most of my junior year. <laughs> Of high school. Of high school. Okay, so where did you go to high school? And then please continue with your, your tale. <laughs> I went to Lovejoy High School <laughs> in good old Clayton County. And then um, I went to Southern Crescent, transferred to Gordon for some classes, and then I found the UGA Griffin campus while driving to Kroger. <laughs> and I said, Mom, look at that G. You know what that G means. Please turn the car around so we can go in. And this is when Miss Melissa Todd's first started working there so she was the very first person I met she took all my contact information and then two hours later I had an email from a Miss Lovely Faye Chapman <laughs> and we set up a meeting to meet and from there it was just the best experience ever mm -hmm. and so now I will have my IBS like Jennifer in psychology and I'm excited uh, I'm going to take a very long summer vacation after this because I have not had a break in four years so you will catch me sleeping all summer. <laughs> now, what do you plan to do with your degree once you get it? I am in the process of trying to apply for law school and the social work school. Uh, do you have a preference, or is it going to be what comes first? Or, you know, how, how do you plan to make those types of arrangements? Uh, social work is going to be first because it's a shorter period of time it's going to take me, and then law school. Uh, still trying to figure out with most schools if they're waiving some of the tests because of COVID. Um, some are picking back up, and then some just do not know. So I have to go based on the school at this point. And how many applications have you had to send first for social work school and then for law school? Ooh, Hundreds. Seven, eight, nine, ten. <laughs> The list is endless. <laughs> well, we're going to focus on the students here for a moment. Uh, Jennifer, we'll start with you, but Derek, I want you to weigh in on this as well. 
One of the things that I find unique about the University of Georgia Griffin campus experience is the, the feeling of family that seems to permeate through all the schools, even in the research department. The entire institution here in Griffin seems to have that real familial bond. Could you talk about that and, and what it's meant to you in your education process and how hard it may or may not be to leave once you get your degree? To call it a family is an understatement. Honestly, we, um, it, Tony, it's hard to even put into words because we do become a family, not just our classmates, but with our professors. Um, Dr. McDowell, actually, um, it's been fun this semester with her because Derek and I have actually been in one of her classes that she's been teaching. <laughs> so that's been a blast. We, but we become friends with our um, program coordinators, which for Derek and I, it's Miss Faye. But it's hard to even put into words what the support from this staff at the university is like, the administrators down to the faculty and, of course, our classmates. Um, I even get emotional thinking about it because we really have bonded, and especially through COVID. Derricka and I have been here since fall of 2019 together, and we have seen the really great things about this campus um, in fall of 2019 before COVID. And then we've also been able to experience kind of the downside of it, right? We haven't had a lot of um, interactions together. We had to go online immediately. So we also got to see this family, if you will, come together in a wild and crazy time last year. So we've bonded, we've celebrated, we've hugged, we've cried, we've, we've done it all. So it is a family. Um, it is unique. It is one of the greatest things I will ever experience in life is to have been at UGA Griffin. It was meant to be because I thought I was going to go to Athens. I thought I had to. Like Derricka, I drove by one day. I was like, wait, there's a campus in Georgia. Is there, are there classes? I didn't even know. And um, when I found out they did have the classes, like I said, it was just an easy decision. And I think it was totally God intended for me to be on this campus. Well, you can speak to this as well as anybody, but could you encapsulate, you know, just briefly, the experience you had at Georgia State and then to the University of Georgia Griffin campus and, and how things changed for you, particularly in the role as a non-traditional student. Were you surprised how the college experience here on the Griffin campus was a little bit different than what you see at most major universities? There is no question that it's different because um, I do get to go to Athens every year. My husband and I have season tickets to the football game. So I am in Athens quite a bit. And of course, it's just the size is magnitude. You know, there's Dr. McDowell, 30 something thousand students yep. in Athens, right? Mm -hmm. And we have what, 110 well, undergraduates here? So, yeah, probably um, a totally, excuse me, total undergrad and grad, you're looking at about 260. Right. Mm -hmm. So that, that difference alone makes a magnificent difference for us as classmates because Derek and I have also had the experience of having online classes with our Athens classmates. Now we do consider them our classmates. We do get to know them. But the difference is so dramatic because they will tell us we do not get to know our professors. We don't feel like we can talk to our professors. We don't get to know each other in classes. Derek and I have had the incredible experience to actually know our professors, know each other. I mean, I can tell stories about Derricka, and she could <laughs> on me too, you know. And so to hear our Athens classmates say, well, I don't, we don't know each other, um, unless they're, you know, involved in student activities. But Griffin's experience is totally different in that we get to know each other. When you're involved with, like, the ambassadors or um, the student 
organizations that Dr. McDowell oversees, you get, you, you just become like brothers and sisters, going back to your family connection. So mm-hmm. at Georgia State, I didn't have any of that because I was online student. I did go to Georgia Perimeters campus a couple of times. I had some tests there. But you just feel isolated in those environments. And when I go to Athens in the fall, yeah, they're having fun and they're having a good time. But, Tony, it's 33,000 versus mm-hmm. 260. It's mm-hmm. just a total different environment. Well, it's liable to be 91,000 by the time we get to the fall. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but, Derek, you know, I, the same question for you. Uh, you know, what has that sense of family meant to you as you've worked so hard to get your degree? Oh, man. I've already made plans to come back to this <laughs> campus after graduation, lunch with all my professors. Dr. McDowell, we have about four lunches going to yeah. be planned. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's just like Jennifer was saying, you go to these other schools and you don't really know your classmates. I think when I went to Southern Crescent, out of the 32 students in the class, I only made about three friends, if you could call it friends, because we don't really talk anymore. Um, same thing with Gordon. but. You only know your classmates when you have a project due. You only know your classmates when they need you for midterms and finals. Um, But here on the Griffin campus, everyone knows your name. No matter who you pass by in the morning, it's good morning, how are you? We don't have Friday classes, obviously, so we come back on Mondays. How was your weekend? What did you do? Or our professor, did you do that thing that you said you were going to do this weekend? Oh, you didn't? Why not? You know? I never had a professor who knew my grandfather as well as one of my professors did. (laughs) He asked me, how's grandpa? (laughs) Well, good morning to you too. Grandpa's fine. (laughs) You know, I never had a professor ask how my mom is. Mm -hmm. And that's something really special because they are really the two most important people in my life. So for other people, not just my professors, but even Jennifer, how's grandpa? (laughs) It's just like, wow, this is like really special. And it's an experience that, I hate to say it, you probably won't get anywhere else but the UGA Griffin campus. That's true. Well, Dr. McDowell, our students are here because they are about to experience one of the biggest days of their lives, particularly Derricka being a little younger, Jennifer with a little more life experience, being married, and according to her, going to a football game mm-hmm. at, at Sanford Stadium is, is certainly ranks high up on the list of, of accomplishments. But I, I say that as a Tech fan, kiddingly. But uh, what is, how will this year's graduation ceremony be altered because of the pandemic? I know last year you had to make significant alterations, but is there some return to a sense of normalcy or some relaxed codes this year that were not in place last year? Well, for one thing, um, we won't have to sign a waiver. (laughs) People who come on campus won't have to sign a waiver. Um, But the university has done a really great job of making sure that we maintain our protocols and that we are making decisions to keep folks safe, right? COVID definitely presented, let's just say, um, some really great job experiences, you know, <laughs> and if I hear the word pivot one more time, I'm telling you, it, 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 it's been wonderful though, because even looking back at my, um, on my computer and my folder, I think we may have had like five different types of graduation celebrations, uh, since COVID trying to figure out what's the best thing to do given, you know, where we were in the world. And you're absolutely right. One of the things that, um, we are doing this semester and we did it last semester and it worked really well. I think we've done it. It's maybe our third time doing it. 
I lose count. But on next <laughs> week, one of the things that we're going to do is um, divide the celebration because it will only be a brick ceremony because normally, you know, we would go into the Stucky and students would walk across the stage and families would come. Stucky would be filled. We would have a reception for the students. But, of course, we can't do any of that. However, the celebration will still go on. And we will now have two brick ceremonies. Again, they're just brick ceremonies. And one of the things that we decided to do this semester that we didn't do last semester is to add a student speaker. And so we're going to split the ceremonies up by graduate or undergraduate. Our graduate students, their celebration brick ceremony will begin at 10 a.m. And then our undergraduates, their celebration will be 2 p.m. So high five to all of the staff who have to do double duty, um, folks who have to make sure that the pavilion, you know, um, is uh is is up and going and clean and you know all of that good stuff so it's definitely a big day on campus it's a true campus community effort mm -hmm. it's not just student affairs or you know it's, it's everyone when it comes to facilities dr bun i mean everyone um be everyone in his office it's a full campus event so um while the time will be shortened it won't be the probably the full hour that normally we have at the uh uh, graduation celebration but with this brick ceremony because you know we're trying to be careful when it comes to you know social distancing and, and I know uh, some of the uh, regulations have come forth but you know we're going to continue to do our part you know to make sure that our students are are happy and that yet in a, in a safe environment so yes we've had to make some changes and some we've had some challenges but I think we've risen, you know, just like our students have done. They've graduated, you know, they're about to graduate from the University of Georgia. So, you know, they've worked hard. So it's our responsibility to work just as hard for them. So we're really excited about next Thursday. It's going to be a beautiful day. Hopefully, you know, the weather maintains, you know, and um, we're going to, you know, we're going to celebrate them because they deserve it. They've worked hard. So, you know, it's our goal to, to make sure they know that. Well, now that the cat has somewhat been let out of the bag, we, you've mentioned that there is going to be a speaker for the undergraduate bricklaying ceremony, and she happens to be sitting adjacent to you. Derricka Pruitt has been has been assigned that honor or responsibility, however she chooses <laughs> to look at it. Derricka, first of all, how did you get chosen for that honor? And number two, what does it mean to you as a student? Um, I'm not sure how I was chosen. <laughs> I just remember I was at work, and my coworkers and I were watching the weather like, Oh, wow, it's pouring down raining. And then I received the email from Dr. McDowell that said, congratulations, you've been nominated. And I just remember saying, oh, my gosh. <laughs> and then my coworkers are like, what's wrong with you? I'm like, look at my phone. <laughs> um, but the honor to speak as an undergrad is tremendous in itself. But to be a speaker during a pandemic, which changed our lives, and I don't think a lot of people understand that is an honor in itself. Um, so I'm excited to talk to our families, um, our adopted families, especially those we've never met coming to graduation, and just share our experience. And we did rise above it, which is the ultimate goal at the end. So I can't wait to just share that and then dr mcdowell and i actually have a meeting after this yes to talk about it <laughs> well i was gonna I ask I to write <laughs> have you have you started or if you've at least formulated an idea of what it is you might say when you address your classmates kind of sort of i have jot i have jotted down ideas on my tablet um but it has to be five to seven minutes so i'm just <laughs> sitting there like huh 
how are we going to formulate this into five to seven minutes? Because <laughs> the ideas look like about three to four minutes at this moment. So we're going to have to add a couple minutes. Now, and now, let me just give you one piece of advice just from the radio side of things. Five to seven minutes on one hand can seem like an eternity. And other times, particularly in a case like this, I think you will be amazed at how quickly it goes by once you start speaking. Mm-hmm. So, so do bear that in mind when you write it. And generally, five typed pages with a 12 font will get you seven minutes, if not a little beyond. So better to have too much and then have to edit some out than to try to stretch for a point. Just, just a little friendly advice from somebody who's been in the business accidentally for several years now. Um, now, Dr. McDowell, will the Information Technology Department at University of Georgia be able to make the bricklaying ceremony available to the families who cannot attend the event? Tony, you're right on. I, I made a note um, here that um, is something that I failed to mention. Absolutely. Uh, by name. You know them as uh, Lee Taylor and Avery Bray. I personally call them Superman and Batman because <laughs> uh, you've never seen those two folks in the same room at the same time. So um, when I tell you, uh, they're just, I mean, I can't speak enough of, of my coworkers, just amazing people, but absolutely. They're going to make sure that the celebration, yes, will be in person with the students and some of their family members. However, it will be streamed live at www.griffin.uga.edu slash live so our normal website uh, griffin.uga.edu forward slash rather l-i-v-e so um, that will be uh, streamed um, if you go to that website so that you know you can see our our wonderful uh, celebration as well so high five to our academic IT folks they are amazing Mm -hmm. well now how is this year's celebration I mean what other changes are you having to make and you know I know you want to make it as festive and as celebratory as you can because you certainly want to recognize the accomplishments of both the graduate and undergraduate students but at the same time we still are what we hope is at the tail end of a pandemic but it's a pandemic nonetheless sure Sure. I, I think that's a really uh, great question. And, and as far as the actual ce- um, ceremony, um, we're going to uh, process in like we normally do as far as a, a general overview. And that itself, um, we are inviting faculty to come out if they desire. However, you know, given that we, you know, do want to limit um, the folks within that physical space. High five to uh, David Youngenborough, who works in our facilities department, our engineer on campus. And, you know, we're working, even though he went to Georgia Tech, we still love him anyway. (laughs) And so um, he has been wonderful with literally creating and sketching out the seating, right? So under the pavilion, right, first ceremony, we have, I think, 10. And second ceremony, we have 15 students who have said, we we had about 30 five students who are eligible to graduate but we but 25 are physically coming to the uh to the pavilion so uh david sketched it out and we've measured it out so students will be uh socially distanced and set um under the pavilion and then uh, we don't have we have some li- limited seating but family members will then you know be able to stand up and that's why we're trying to make sure that the actual um program is not that long because people will be standing right hence the five to seven minute speech sorry Derek I know it's not that long but you know people will be will be standing up so uh continuing again as a team and we do have and just in full disclosure we do have some family not family members but faculty members who um from Athens who will not physically be and it was the when I tell you it was the one of the best emails that I received one of the deans in uh Athens um reached out to their 
staff members to say, hey, do we need to be in Griffin? You know, we want to make sure that we can support. And we, you know, kindly were, you know, we're like, you know, wow, you're, you're absolutely welcome to come. But, you know, we're trying to make sure that um, you don't necessarily have the obligation to come because, and plus the, the ceremony hopefully will be about 20, 25 minutes. And so um, everyone is from the campus to folks in Athens are always so eager, you know, to support our students. But again, like you said, we are still in the, well, I don't know if we're in the middle of the end. I don't know where we are in this global <laughs> pandemic, but we are still in a global pandemic. So just making sure we're doing our part. But Tony, like you said, it is so important to make sure that our students, number one, are celebrated and figuring out how can we do that in the most, you know, effective and um, and safe and safe way. So I think, I think we've got a good plan. Like I said, it, this kind of plan has worked a couple of semesters. We just added the student speaker piece, and I'm so thankful that um, Derricka and our graduate student speaker is Nicole Phillips. And just for the process, just so that everyone knows, um, our program coordinators were asked to nominate students, and then the graduation committee actually selected the student. So, and our graduation committee consists of like uh, 10 people around the campus from facilities, from um, Dr. Button's office to you know our office, academic um, folks. So, um, so it was a, it's a really great honor, actually, um, so to be nominated and selected to be a part. Yeah, so, so Derricka can rest assured her name was not simply drawn out of a hat. <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't, not at all. So it's accomplishment-driven, make no mistake. But I want to bring in both our students back in with Jennifer Lunsford and Derricka Pruitt. I want to ask you both, and this is, is a, can be a somewhat of an emotional question because I suppose there are two ways to look at it with your graduation ceremony at hand. Do you feel a sense of deprivation that COVID has has prevented your graduation from being traditional? Or are you more focused on the fact that you have accomplished your established goal of completing your college degree? I'm going to be honest with you. I'm just happy that we're even having a ceremony. <laughs> I, I think that would be my take on it. But I do understand those who feel somewhat deprived. Yeah, there are some who feel deprived of it. But I look at, at, look at it as the class of 2020 did not get anything until later down the line. At least we're getting something in our time. I'm just grateful to have a degree. <laughs> I am grateful that I can at least wear my cap and gown somewhere. And even if we were not having a ceremony, I probably would just walk around Spalding County with my cap and gown on and say, I did it. <laughs> but um, <laughs> while it's not the traditional walking across the stage like we all hoped for, I'm just happy to celebrate with people that were there, that we rooted for each other. Uh, that understand the struggle that we went through and that we just made it to the end and we're going to be smiling in all those pictures. Mm -hmm. so well, I'm happy. Jennifer, same question for you. Right? Because your degree was a little longer in the making due to the intrusion of life, is there a, a sense of, of deprivation in the ceremony itself or is this still something that you can take great pride in in your sense of accomplishment? It's a mixture of both for me. It's incredibly bittersweet. Um, a dr I mean, the dream has always been for me to graduate with, you know, all the regalia and the tradition and just everything that would come along with graduating from UGA. And I mean, just to, I'll pull Dr. McDowell in this. A few minutes ago, we were talking about, um, you know, she graduated with her doctorate mm -hmm. in summer and she did not have her full uh, graduation ceremony and was not, quote, hooded, which is a big deal. And you know what? Yes, it, it does hurt a little bit for that dream that you have the traditions that go along with graduation. 
Because graduation out of, of colleges and universities is just different than high school. Not to diminish either one, but it's different. And I will tell you that um, Dr. McDowell and the staff, everyone at, the, at UGA Griffin has done an amazing job to give us something to hold on to. And that we are definitely grateful for. Mm -hmm. No question, thankful, grateful. It all comes to me. But yes, Tony, for me, it, there's been a little bit of a, just that hurt. And I did get to see the class of 2020 hurt as well last year. I mean, I, there, there was an uproar from a few of them, you know, because they just <laughs> couldn't believe they weren't going to have anything. But Dr. McDowell and her staff ran in and said, you know what, we're going to do something for you. So it, it's been hard, yes. I can't lie, yes. Mm -hmm. But yes, I'm grateful. It's bittersweet. Um, I am going to be one of the students that has chosen to drive to Athens for a graduation ceremony as well. They've divided up the, uh, the colleges and schools by three ceremonies, uh, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday nights. I'm going Friday night to walk with my Franklin College of Arts. Yeah, I'm going, to go, <laughs> I'm going up there because I want to be there. I've, that's been my dream. And when I sit there at football games, I'm like, I'm going to graduate off that field one day. <laughs> and they were going to actually kind of sort of not allow us to do that until Friday we, really, we received messages that they, we are going to go on the field. We can have um, unlimited guests join our families if they want to. And you know what? That kind of made me feel a whole lot better because that dream does come true. So I'm so grateful that Dr. McDowell has stayed the course with the brick ceremony because at Griffin, y'all, that's a big deal. It is. That brick is a big deal. That's an expensive brick, Dr. McDowell. It is. So I'm going to go and get that brick, and then I'm going to go to Athens. I'm going to get my fireworks and sing glory, glory with my classmates. Yeah. So it's it's a lot of bittersweetness, but yet, like like Derricka, I am so thankful we're going to have something. Well, just, just to get this out there, and I, I don't mean to disparage UGA in any means when I say this, but it is not the only school that within the last few days has made alterations to right. its graduation mm -hmm. schedule. Right. Many schools around the state have instituted a similar policy. As a matter of fact, Saturday, I have to go to Georgia Tech to watch one of my nephews graduate. And before, I was going to be left out of the ceremony so that other family members right. could go. So just if you have a graduating senior this year and you have not yet heard, or you know, if it's an extended family member, friend, or, or what have you, do check with your individual schools within the university system of Georgia as the policy has changed within just the past several days for many of the institutions. Yep. We've all, I was telling Dr. McDowell, too, when we got here, one of the changes Georgia has made at, um, in Athens, <laughs> and she's kind of shook by it. It's kind of funny. Um, Tony, there were, there's a lot of students that because of the COVID restrictions on our graduations, there were a lot of students who probably were not prepared for graduation. So we received a message this week that said, if you have not bought your cap and gown and your regalia, it's okay. Just wear red and black and be on the, be on the field. And, you know, that's, <laughs> that is them saying we get it. We get that, you know, we've changed everything on the spin at the last minute. But they want to involve the students to give us that one last moment for everything. You know, it's kind of like a gift. I feel like they've handed us a gift. To say, come on, get on the field. We're going to celebrate you, and um, whether you're in your regalia or not, come celebrate. <laughs> well, given the fact that all three of you are going to be getting or have already received degrees, you guys, your your undergrad degrees, and Dr. McDowell receiving her doctorate, does the cap and gown really bother you? I have to ask because I've never seen anybody who looked good in the cap. <laughs> some pictures taken over here on campus and by the way speaking of superman um 
Batman and Power Girl. I don't know, Misty Smith. They, um, Lee, Avery, and Misty did my graduation pictures recently on campus, and I kept looking at it with my gown going, do I look, does this make me look fat? <laughs> <laughs> it's a joke. It's a total joke. Because those things, are they're so big, and then I had to have my mom actually alter the thing. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Dr. Mandel, I would love to hear your take on it, because I think it's, it's tradition. Yes. Well, the the interesting part, right, is um, the graduation celebration at the Griffin campus has gone through a lot of changes in different formats, right? Yep. And so, um, and during my time, um, well, before my time, I know students would just dress in, you know, nice attire. And then when Dr. Honeycutt came to the campus, one of the things that we did, we sent out a, a Qualtrics, a survey to ask folks, our campus community, on whether we should have academic regalia or not. And folks folks spoke loud, and we also looked to see if we should change the date of graduation, so that was another question. And folks spoke loudly and clearly that they wanted to keep it on Thursday before Athens, um, for, because typically Athens was only on Fridays. And so, <laughs> and then they wanted to wear academic regalia. And yes, you know, there were um, some who, you know, or any cha- anytime you have change, you know, some people, you know, may not necessarily, you know, like it at first. But when I tell you, everyone has gotten behind the academic regalia because Tony, you got to see it. Like the day of graduation, like we're all in, um, we're all in second. And let me be clear, only Dr. Excuse me, Jerry Moorhead, President Moorhead, uh, confers the degrees, which whenever you have the official celebration or ceremony commencement, that's when your degree would be conferred. And of course, on our campus, we have um, a graduation celebration, right? So celebrating that moment. Um, in honor of a brick, you're absolutely right. That brick is something <laughs> that I, I may have to leave the United States if we ever take away that brick, but I don't think we will. But because it's definitely some students come just for the brick. But anyway, as I digress. So um, the academic regalia is such a beautiful sight, you know, mm-hmm. to see even our our professors and faculty, you know, walk, process from the library. Now, they'll be processing from the library into the um, Naomi Woodruff Pavilion. It's just a regal and momentous time, and I think it's appropriate for the occasion, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. This is the University of Georgia, right? And I get that, you know, regardless of whether you're at Buckhead or Griffin or wherever, it is the University of Georgia. And so to see, you know, our students, whether it's undergrad, graduate students, yes, those things are big and hot, don't get me wrong. (laughs) And I agree, Tony, you know, I normally pull my hair back so I won't have hat hair. But at the end of the day, it's just, it speaks to the the purpose of the moment. You know, our students, they've worked hard, they deserve us to look our best. And and I think it, it, it only adds to the celebration because I've seen both. I've seen uh, in academic regalia and non-academic regalia, and I will always vote for academic regalia. Well, Derricka, are you planning on going to Athens to walk with your class, or is that something that work and family commitments will prevent you from doing? Um, I had a conversation about wanting to go to Athens, but because of COVID, my grandfather is not coming, so we're going to skip out on Athens and go straight to Florida to go see him. Well, now, see, now that's a nice consolation prize. Yeah. <laughs> now, Jennifer, I know that pictures get taken a lot. Uh, do you plan to have your picture taken under the arch? Oh, absolutely. Oh, my goodness. So my husband is a double dog, if you will. He has an under and a graduate degree from UGA also. So, um... I am so excited to finally walk through that arch with him next week. We're actually going to go to Athens early on Friday to um, go and do that very thing. And I get it. Oh, I might get emotional about it. Um, It's just meant a lot to me over the years to just stare at that arch and say to myself for years, Tony, 
I will walk under that arch one day. I will. And guess what? That day is going to be May 14th, 2021. And it is, it's just been a monumental um, goal for me that I have done yes. and i'm going through it so i will send you a picture tony I will send yeah you. we would like to, we'd very much like to see that, that jennifer is a tradition that um even when i became a senior you know the the tradition says as a senior you can walk through it and i'm like nope 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 not yeah, walking yeah, through i'm yeah. not jinxing anything yeah, yeah. so now i'm done and i will be walking through it next week now as students who are about to get your degrees do you plan on being de facto ambassadors for the University of Georgia Griffin campus going forward as you move on with your professional lives? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I mean, just, I, if, yes. if we don't, Dr. McDowell's going to come find us <laughs> uh-huh. and us down. Oh, my goodness, yes. I, yes. I would... Gosh, I don't know. I might have to talk to Miss Faye and Miss Kathleen to come back and be a, yeah. a ambassador alumni or something. <laughs> yeah. Just oh gosh, yes. UGA Griffin's in our blood. Mm-hmm. It's our heart. You, yeah. it's it's like a tattoo now. You know, <laughs> it's um, something you can never get rid of. Yeah. So yeah, we'll be back. Absolutely. I, I'm recruiting people as we speak. Yeah. I'm just like, yep, come, come now. Yeah, <laughs> come while you can. Yep. Well, I'm going to tell you a quick Lee Taylor story. Oh, he yes, is the please. IT. He's one of the IT department heads there on the University of Georgia Griffin campus. And the reason that you're getting a graduation ceremony this year is the fact that he is not receiving a degree this year. Nice. He originally received his degree, I think it was in 2010, from the University of Georgia Griffin campus, his undergraduate degree. And he was stricken with mononucleosis and could yes. not attend the graduation ceremony. He went to mass, went to grad school, got his master's degree last year. Guess what? Again, no celebration. Oh, bless so the his heart. so know. the fact that he is not graduating has paved the road for you guys to have your celebration this coming Wednesday. Well, we should walk, we should have Lee walk with us just yeah. just mm-hmm. because like an honor graduate uh, to yeah. walk with us and um, dress up in regalia. Dr. McDowell, did that topic come up for the people who missed out in 2020? Did they did the topic come up of maybe trying to find a way to include them in a ceremony or did you feel that had been adequately covered in ceremonies that took place well after their scheduled graduation dates? Well, Tony, you're, you're absolutely right. That's exactly what we did. Um, the last celebration, and th- these dates run together. So what happened was, it was, I think, the fall class of 2020. They were eligible to come back and celebrate in the spring. Right. And so whether you were undergrad or graduate student, right? And then the graduate students, because last year in October, we had a celebration, 2020. We had one in May, October, and December. And so by December 2020, we were able to uh, celebrate anybody who missed anything in December. So <laughs> so we're back on schedule. So uh, these folks who were celebrating um, in on Thursday are the folks are graduating at the, at the appropriate time. So uh, high five. It was, like I said, you know, I looked at my folder the other day and we have gone through like four <laughs> or five different kinds of celebrations, literally, you know, in, in one year or so, or two years rather. So um, we're, we're, we will continue. But, you know, Jennifer said something that's so true. It, it really, you know, it, it's our, yes, it's our job, but it's our heart and desire. We're a family, you know, and so that's what you do. You know, we've suffered together through COVID, mm-hmm. and I think that's an appropriate term to use. You know, <laughs> we've, we've, we've um, had tough conversations. We've loved on each other. We've cried sometimes together. And, you know, because 
you know, I think Derica mentioned it too. We can't underestimate the, the impact that COVID has had, you know, on us as a community, as a campus community and as people. And so I just, I appreciate the conversations that I've had, particularly in the last month, you know, with students around how they're doing, how they're not doing. And um, people are, 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 it, it magnified times 10 may is always you know the end of the semester is always you know such, such an interesting time i was having a conversation even with our counselor you know the other day when i tell you now that's who needs a raise <laughs> but at the end of the day like we no matter what it is you know if it's figuring out how to do a um, brick ceremony in the middle of a global pandemic you know we're gonna we're gonna do it so and they deserve it so it's good work i tell you tony well, now, let me break out my texting lingo here for just a moment. But, Dr. McDowell, you are a mother IRL in real life. Okay. And now you are de facto mom in a certain respect to the students that are under your supervision. You know, how bittersweet of a moment is this for you and the, the faculty and staff at the school? Well, Tony, I tell you, every graduation uh, radio show, um, I have the 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 distinct honor of communicating the fact that that is one of our best days on campus it really is jennifer said it a bittersweet day because they're doing what they came to do like this is the day you know that that, i mean they came for this day they're they, they came to get a degree but you you grow to love them and i and i know that may be an unprofessional word to use but you do i mean i'm whatever you just grow to love them you grow to you know to know about grandpa and, and <laughs> husband and you meet these folks and 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 you and they don't leave you like i had a lunch i had lunch yesterday with abby grubb she's i think i can't remember when abby graduated but um a local you know local um she's doing a great job you know with um, in her prof in her profession and when I tell you sitting in the Mexican restaurant, I just looked at her and I'm like, this is it. Like, this is the life right here. Like when I, it may be two years from now, but I'm sure Jennifer and I will still be having conversations, <laughs> you know, and, and we mean this when they leave us like, okay, yeah, you left the campus, but if they need help with like jobs or, you know, navigating life, we are still here for them. And, and I worked at other institutions and I can't say that, that, um, that, that is, that is common, you know, and it's something special about, you know, that UGA Griffin campus, you know, while it is a unique campus and every place has this, you know, it's, you know, concerns and, and things of that sort, but it is a good place overall, you know, after seven years, Tony, I'm still here. And I, <laughs> for some reason, I'm just still here. And I'm like, okay, I'm still here. But, you know, I, you know, and I, cause I think I'm supposed to be, and I know you, you said the de facto mom, but you know, you know, don't forget, I'm 29 and holding, so Tony, I don't know if I can subscribe to that title. But um, I definitely, I mean, Tony, it's, it's good work. It really is. And and I have, you know, dynamic coworkers. You know, um, Derek talked earlier about how, I think two years before she came to the university, she had conversation with um, Ms. Chapman and other program coordinators on the campus. Um, I can honestly say I work with people who, colleagues who genuinely care about uh, students. And that's something that I can get behind. I guess maybe for another couple of years. <laughs> well, we're going to turn back to our students who are joining us today, Derricka Pruitt and Jennifer Lunsford. And I know you guys are interdisciplinary studies, and so it's a little bit different field. I really like asking this question of our Terry College students, but we're going to put you both on the spot with this question. We're going to let you go one at a time and sell the community to those listening who might have children, grandchildren that are getting ready to take that next step in life towards a college degree. Sell the University of Georgia Griffin campus experience. 
we're looking at each other. Who's gonna yeah, I was going to say, yeah, yeah, not all at one time, please. <laughs> wow. Um, I'll, I'll try to go first. That's a big question. So the, the campus, I don't, Tony, I don't think the three of us can express this enough. The campus is unique, and the uniqueness of that campus brings in students from all types of, of whether it's, I, I, gosh, different, whether you're pursuing a degree that's specific to our undergraduate program or even our graduate programs, we bring in all walks of life is what I'm trying to say. I mean, I'm non-traditional. Derricka came in younger than most students because she finished high school so early. <laughs> we have transfers from all over Atlanta and all over Georgia. So we see so many different types of students who come through, and that is a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful mix. And that is something unique about UGA Griffin. We have a wonderful camaraderie with, for all of our students. We have homeschool students, and I think that is an incredible outreach for us because sometimes students aren't ready for that big campus experience, right? I mean, we all know that. And so Griffin offers that to a lot of students who may not be ready for that or who, like um, Derricka, went to Southern Crescent. Different experience, right? And then she was like, but I want a UGA degree. And that's one of the things I love about UGA Griffin. You can have a UGA degree because like Dr. McDowell also said, this is the University of Georgia. You're mm -hmm. still getting an incredible degree from incredible professors, faculty, and staff. But it's here in Griffin. It's on the south side of Atlanta. We don't have to travel so far. Oh, mm -hmm. and it's more affordable. Can I just say yes, that? Yes, please and thank you. Please and thank you. Um, Tony, I don't even want to begin to tell you about the student fees that our Athens classmates pay that Derek and I do not pay. It's At a total. Oh, oh, my goodness, it's thousands. Okay, can I brag about that? Okay. No housing fees. I know Dr. Button would appreciate it. Okay, well, let me tell you. My husband appreciated it. Let me just tell you, my husband was thrilled when I came home and said, oh, guess what? So um, there's so much to to a benefit so many benefits to come into griffin versus athens now i love athens don't get me wrong but it's not for everyone mm -hmm. it's not for that student that enjoys us or needs mm -hmm. a small environment um we have incredible opportunities to get students involved or maybe they don't i've seen students not want to they just want to come to campus get their degree go to class mm -hmm. and go home and that's okay too we provide that environment so um, now degree-wise, you know what? My heart is with Franklin College of Arts and Sciences, <laughs> of course, with the psychology and sociology. Um, it is a wonderful degree. I have been able to open up my mindset to things I never would have thought of. And I owe that to my two professors, Dr. Um, Perry Buffington and Dr. Elizabeth Watts Warren. Both are tremendous mm -hmm. assets to this campus that you cannot get anywhere else. I mean, we know our professors, our professors know us. Mm -hmm. But um, they have taught me to open up my mind and be open to other ways of thinking. And I'll be honest with you, I'm sure professors do that everywhere, but here they can look you in the face and, say, and really see where you're coming from, who you are, mm -hmm. and help, help you. And I've loved that. Yeah. And Derek, the same question for you. You know, and I'll ask you as as a saddle on to Jennifer's statement: Is there anybody on the campus that doesn't like Dr. Buffington? <laughs> I hate to say it, but if anyone doesn't like Dr. Buffington, we might have to ask them: Are they okay? Yeah, um, it's it's them and not him. It's yeah, them, not him. He's fine. It's them. 
Uh, I would say if you want the experience of getting to know people, not just because they're your professors, but because the people such as Dr. McDowell and Dr. Buffington and Dr. Elizabeth Wadsworth mm-hmm. has people in the field that you may want to go into, and they're you could probably not like them as the day is long, but they will still help you yep. because they care about you. Mm-hmm. They understand that you're going into this world, which is very crazy, let's just say that, and they want you to be prepared. One thing I loved about this campus is that I get to use my experience of what I learned at my job, and I like to tell people. <laughs> tell it, tell us, you know, not to interrupt you, but tell us what it is you do and how amenable and how, how bendable and flexible your professors have been in allowing you to work while you're completing your studies. Well, I'm a victim advocate at the Spalding County District Attorney's Office, and <laughs> yes, we love we love our district attorney. I have a meeting with with Miss Broder next week. Yeah. Okay, I might Hold swing off. by. <laughs> we love Marie. Um, I actually started as an intern last semester um, for Dr. Watts Warren's class, and I was offered a job at in October after only being there for one month as an intern, and I quickly snatched that position. I was not letting that go, but. My professors love that I am in a place where I can use the experience that I learned from them to help others, you know. Does it hurt that Marie is a UGA grad? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I can't tell you all my secrets now. (laughs) Uh, No, but um, UGA, if it was not for me coming to the UGA Griffin campus, I would not have the job that I love to do so much now. And I owe that to, I'll be honest, the um, experiential learning that I needed to do for my degree is what helped me got the job. So thank you to whoever threw that in there for me. I appreciate you to the day is long. Um, Now, isn't it great working with Nisi? I mean, not to throw out names, but isn't that a life-changing experience all by itself? I love Miss Nisi. (laughs) She's my favorite person. Oh, she, Denise Miller, she is one of the victims mm-hmm. advocates in the, the Griffin Judicial Circuit Spalding County office. Yes, she actually uh, trained me during my internship to do what I do now. If it wasn't for her, I would not know what I'll be doing. She is the very definition of live wire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, but if you would like experiences like that to help jumpstart your career, you need to come to this campus because mm-hmm. I don't know where else you can get it. And like Jennifer said, we are so affordable. I don't know how many semesters I went with my pill and hope coming back like, oh, you have something to get back. And I'm just like, thank you. Thank you. Mm. And then I mentioned we have food. We have a Dundee Cafe, mm-hmm. which is really good and affordable. And I love that it's on campus because we can get food and go to class. So we have food, free parking, um, <laughs> low fees, <laughs> great professors, great staff. What more can you ask for, to be honest? I mean, honestly. Mm-hmm. Oh, Dr. McDowell, you're in a unique position to have ridden both sides of the fence, so to speak, even though you didn't really get your doctorate degree exclusively on the UGA Griffin campus. You did stay on campus to do some of the classes, at least remotely. What are the differences for you as a student and as a program director with the student services? You know, Tony, it was always so interesting when I looked at the list of students and I saw my name, I would be like, okay, that's, that was a little <laughs> weird feeling. 
Um, but our, our student affairs leadership program, actually that's how I came uh, to the university, uh, to the campus actually. And so it's a really great degree if anybody out there, you know, is a, either an educator or you're in you know, student affairs or professional working in a student affairs environment. That degree is an amazing degree. Our professors are nationally, internationally known, um, as most you know folks at UGA. So just a really wonderful degree, Student Affairs Leadership at the University of Georgia. And it's housed on our Griffin campus. And so um, as far as uh, towing that, that line, one of the things I would say my degree has really helped me do is to understand students in a way that I didn't before when it comes to student development, right? When it comes to allowing them to go through processes, not always necessarily holding their hands, watching them go through um, Baxter McGolda's uh, four stages of self-authorship. You know, one day I'll never forget a student came in my office and I'm like, you know, you're at the fourth stage of um, self-authorship, right? Like, and then she was like, what? And I was like, you're doing great. You're doing great in life. And then Tony, just to be honest, with you, the way that we support students, like we're in the process now of working with the company to increase student engagement on our campus that that will roll out next um, next year. Excuse me, next semester. But that understanding and knowing how to do that stuff comes from getting a degree uh, from the University of Georgia. Um, and again, it happens to be at the Griffin campus, which is a, which is great. So when it comes to how I make decisions on my job, it is clearly from having the the classes in student development having access to colleagues in Athens uh, to run things by, to, to, to gain support from. And so it's just been a, a really great marriage for me when it comes to truly being a scholar practitioner, right? You know, making decisions based on research, make, making decisions based on not just theory, but putting it in, in action. So it's been a, a, a lifesaver to me in a lot of um, situations because it helps me just see things better. And it helps me make decisions like our student care and outreach excuse me, our student um, uh, support system that we've um, incorporated. Are we connecting with students? How are we connecting with students? Why are we connecting with students? When should we connect with students? And just being able to ask the, the right questions, you know, to help us uh, serve better. And if you're interested in obtaining a University of Georgia degree, your first step, call Melissa Todd on the campus at 770-412-4400. I know she'd appreciate me throwing that out there. So I did. Now, none of this happens in a vacuum. None of the three of you could have received a degree without family and friends support. What has that meant and what does your impending graduation, Jennifer and Derricka, mean to them? Well, um because my journey has been so long. Um, right now, my husband and I both just look at each other whenever we talk about graduation. We almost can't look at each other because we <laughs> just get emotional. It's, I'll be honest, Tony, I, I don't think I could be here without my husband's support because it was um, in 2009, 2000 and, anyway, 2008, 2009, um, when I told him I, w I had always wanted to go to school and never could. And he said, well, why not now? And I'd never had anyone um, in my back corner do that. So the support from my family has is, is been just incredible. My mom is walking around wearing Georgia pins right now. She's so excited to be a Georgia mom. And that was something she never would have envisioned, to be honest, either. So the support from family is um, it's, it's very deep for me. But it's all my husband. He saw that I wanted a degree and never could have it. So he told me, he said, we'll figure it out. We'll find a way. And 11 years later, by golly, we did it. <laughs> and Derricka, what has your family involvement, your mom, your grandfather, what has that meant to you? And, and how do they kind of have a hand in getting you to where you are? Um, 
Well, they're proud of me. I will say that. They are very excited. I'm sure you're proud, proud of them as well. I know. I am. Um, my grandfather came from Jamaica when he was 24, I think. And he only had um, an 11th grade education. So education is really big for him. My mom's a nurse. My dad's a cop. Uh, so they have education in them as well. So it's not like um, education was never talked about. Education was always talked about in my household. Um, especially now it's get a bachelor's, get a master's. You don't have to go for doctorate, but if you could and you want to find, find by me, how do we pay for it? Um, especially at the age I am, that I am, because I don't turn 21 till August. <laughs> so I'm graduating with a bachelor's at 20. Mm -hmm. This is a really big accomplishment in my family. Mm -hmm. um, I think I'm the only one besides one of my cousins who have done this at a young age. So it's a really big thing for us. Um, but I think it's just more of a celebration that I have a degree. Mm -hmm. And I think the main thing is that I'm happy with my degree. Mm -hmm. I'm happy where I got my degree. You know, you never want to get a degree from a place that you're never happy at mm -hmm. because then you will never find joy in that degree. Mm -hmm. But I received my degree from UGA, which I've always wanted to go to, and I did it in a place where I made great friends, great family who supported me, not just my own family, but they became my family. Mm -hmm. And I'm an only child, so I've gained about 15 brothers and sisters <laughs> being at UGA Griffin. Well, you have just sold the campus better in 30 seconds than I could in 30 minutes. About 10 minutes ago, yeah. yeah. So that, that, was, that was great. Uh, but before we close the program, is there any final thoughts that th any of the three of you would like to add about graduation and about the University of Georgia Griffin campus? You know, Tony, um, I actually wrote the deadlines down, and I'm sure Melissa would appreciate this, too, and I know you probably have announcements. No, when I Melissa do not. Came, I stopped for I stopped remembering any of this stuff, but I wrote it down, okay? That's good, because so, I don't have them today, so please feel free. <laughs> well, I have them. So if you are interested in becoming a student at the University of Georgia Griffin campus, the next round of admissions is fall, and that deadline is July the 15th, and then for spring is November the 15th and then for summer it's already passed which is may the first however call melissa anyway and again that number is 770-412-4400 and when it comes to graduation i tell you it's a beautiful time you're absolutely right tony it is a time of bittersweetness but it's a great day and thank you so much for allowing us the opportunity to come and just reminisce and talk about our wonderful students and and the glorious day we'll have next thursday May the 13th. Well, the pleasure is all ours. Jennifer Lunsford, Derek Pruitt, any final thoughts? I would just say to anyone who is, has ever considered UGA Griffin, yes, you have to go and get those 60 transferable credit mm -hmm. hours, mm -hmm. but it is worth every second to transfer in, and it's, it's worth the work. It's definitely worth the work to finish here at UGA, and I am finally – a proud <laughs> alumni to call UGA my home yes. as a student and graduate. So thank you for having us. Yes, thank you. And uh, faculty, staff of UGA, Dr. McDowell, you get this a lot, but we really do appreciate mm -hmm. you, everything you did, not just with giving us something to celebrate, but even the steps before then, yep. just keeping us as a community during COVID. Mm -hmm. So we thank you. It's been my pleasure. Thank you. You guys are awesome. So you're definitely worth 
worth the work. It's good work, Tony. I tell you, it's good work. <laughs> well, we want to thank our guest, Dr. Krista McDowell, the Director of Student Affairs on the University of Georgia Griffin Campus, and students Jennifer Lunsford and Derricka Pruitt. Congratulations to both of you on having your degrees conferred next week. A, a whale of an accomplishment and something you'll always be able to look back on with pride. Yes. Hopefully you can listen to this program on the UGA podcast with a little bit of pride as well. I know I will. And I'll invite you to join us next week, 167 hours from now, for the next installment of the University of Georgia Griffin Campus News.